Welcome to the Dacus Report, hosted by Pacific Justice Institute founder and president Brad Dacus. For 25 years, PJI has counseled, represented, and defended people whose religious freedoms, parental rights, or sanctity of life have been obstructed or violated, all free of charge. We leave no one behind and level the playing field for Americans as they are subjected to the tyranny of the powerful. Now, here's Brad Dacus. Welcome to the Dacus Report. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. On today's show, we're very blessed to have someone who I always like to have on the show, uh, Pastor Peter Mord, who heads up the Church Engagement Office for PJI. Welcome, Peter. Thank you so much, Brad. Thanks for having me. It's good to be here. Yeah, you're involved in so much, and we're going to talk about a lot of exciting topics, some really great macro targets and topics that uh, I think that the, vis- you know, the, the people watching this show, the viewers, are really going to get a, a lot out of. And, uh, but first, I'd like to bring on someone uh, who has been on the front lines in many of these election battles, someone who has a keen expertise in marketing, but is also famous for the election forums he's put on and what he put, uh, puts out on the Internet, as well as some very valuable books on how to make an impact in America. Uh, Craig Huey, welcome to the show. Hey, Brad. It's great to be with you. Well, it's great to have you on the program. Uh, Craig, you and I go back a long ways. Uh, I yes. think the world of you, you have tremendous insight uh, from a, 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 uh, a perspective, a, a populist perspective, if you will, on how things are viewed upon and looked upon, not so much from a technical legal perspective and what the attorneys think, but rather the impact and impression on what the, the populace thinks. And uh, you've been able to, to be very skilled in that. So I'm really looking forward to your feedback today on a number of topics. In fact, one of those specifically is dealing with the three Supreme Court decisions that uh. came down recently that uh, are historic. Now, why, yes. why do you see these as historic from a, a, a layman's perspective? Well, every listener, every viewer has to know that this uh, Supreme Court has had three major decisions that impact uh, the Christian audience, Christian church, America. They've been great decisions. In a time where we hear one bad news piece after another bad news piece, Brad, these are great decisions. And, um, you know, you and I have spoken at different uh, events where we've talked about the Supreme Court before there's been some new people put on the bench. Well, these these new Supreme Court justices have done such a great job. There's three cases I, I think we should briefly mention. One stops government overreach. It stops the bureaucratic state from being able to control us, bypassing Congress. And the second one stops institutionalized racism, stops that, the, the, you know, racism is immoral. Right. And the Supreme Court said no. And the third one, Brad, that happened was that the Supreme Court said a Christian business owner, their conscience, their religious beliefs cannot be trampled by local, state, or national government because that's what's been happening throughout the United States. And you and I have been talking about how how important it is to defend the rights of Christian business owners. Well, finally, the Supreme Court made such a decision, it's going to have an impact for the freedom of the conscience, freedom of uh, uh, speech, 
and for Christians throughout the nation. Well, of those three, which is your favorite? Which is the one that you think is uh, the most uh, impacting from a layman's perspective, from a non-attorney perspective? Well, there, there's a difference between maybe the most impactful and my favorite. So okay. my, my favorite one has been my passionate interest in protecting Christian civil rights. Uh, being able to say that the government can, cannot uh, trample upon the First Amendment rights of a Christian. And so, you know, we've seen local governments pass anti-discrimination laws. We've seen some certain states, anti-discrimination laws, which they use against Christians saying Christians, for example, if you're a Christian baker, and one of the most famous cases uh, uh, that many of your, your viewers have heard about and seen, a Christian baker who is forced to make a cake uh, for uh, a, a gay wedding or a transgender celebration and decorate it and use their creative uh, uh, God-given talent to make a message that that violates their conscience. And, yeah. and, and they can freely go and give them a cake, but they can't decorate it. And, and th this has just been one of the cases where, where uh, it, it's been a nightmare for Christian business owners. Now, this case says you can't do that. The Christian has a right to be able to live according to their own conscience. And actually, that, that case you're talking about, they just came down with, it, it was dealing with a, actually a web designer, um, right paralleled, yes. paralleled with the same issue as the, the bakery cake case. And in that, that web designer case, I thought the court was going to say, you know, just free exercise of religious beliefs if you're really hardcore in your religious beliefs. But no, you know, Craig, they went and, and used the, the free speech clause of the First Amendment. It says, That's right. It said government can't compel anyone to say something or express themselves in a way that is not real to what they are and what they really believe. Uh, so this is Absolutely, like Brad. that's why this is such great news. It is so profound in its effect that a Christian business owner has a constitutional right. You know, it should never have been in question. But that's where the Supreme Court really did the most pro freedom, pro kind of libertarian, pro constitution decision making it's ever done. Well, I know this case is going to be valuable to us at PJI. That's for sure. Uh, because uh, the, the free speech issue is implicit in many of these pronoun cases dealing with employees yeah. um, having to potentially say things that is affirming confusion, affirming a lie. Um, right. I think it's, it's going to be a very exciting case moving forward. Yes, a absolutely. But, you know, there, there, there's another case, this one where I said it, it stops institutionalized uh, racism, this is the one where it's against affirmative action. You know, I've been speaking throughout the United States for over 20 years, writing about it in my books about how bad affirmative action is because it's discrimination built into the law. And what the Supreme Court did, they said that, um, you know, it was unconstitutional for you to, to discriminate based upon certain race criteria. And that's what affirmative action does, which says, uh, you know, with good intent, you know, 
we believe that there should be more, let's say, blacks in a, in a college. Well, that, that's, that's good. Anything you can do to do that, that's great. But you can't discriminate against other races like Asians and say that we're going to uh, uh, give favor to blacks over Asians. That's just not right. right. If people should have equal setting of getting into an institution. But here's the thing. Not only does this stop affirmative action, which it should, which has been, you know, just a horrific discrimination that uh, almost every college is, is, has uh, been operating by, but it also sets the stage for saying that uh, DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, that's going on at the different corporations and businesses, and it, that's the same principle that they're discriminating against people and setting the example that yes. even in corporate and business setting, this is not constitutional. Well, well, Craig, I want to thank you for uh, being on the show and all that you're doing and all that you're uh, you know, impacting with. Uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, there's, you know, we should not have race-based discrimination anywhere, anywhere no. in America, either way. And I find it interesting, I read an article recently, it said that the DEI is in full retreat and that large, right. large corporations, companies across America are shutting down their DEI programs, realizing that they're making a big mistake. Bud Light, I think that helped. I think, <laughs> I think, that, is, I think that was helpful. Uh, Target, yeah. Um, but I think we're going to see uh, more pushback and I think that Supreme Court decision is going to be very helpful uh, because a Christian worldview is one where we see everyone, like Martin Luther King uh, Jr. said, we don't look at the color of skin, but we look at that's the right. character of the heart mm -hmm. and the character of people. Yes. Um, Absolutely. And that's what we need to strive for. Uh, Craig, I appreciate your, your insight. Uh, by the way, where can people go if they want to keep up with what you produce, uh, election forums and things like that? Uh, we value it so highly at Pacific Justice Institute, what you're doing. Where, where do they go? What website? Thanks, Brad. They can go to electionform.org, electionform.org. They can subscribe to our Christian Worldview newsletter, learn about the Christian Voter Book, and a variety of other things, electionform.org. Well, I know you, you often carry the, the cases that we're handling, the news releases yes. oh, that yeah. we're handling as well. Uh, so yes. I encourage people to go there, electionform.org. Craig, keep up the great work. Thank you. Did you know that PJI's Church Finds Its Voice initiative is a huge success and coming alongside pastors to encourage them to get all their congregants registered to vote and then to vote biblically in every election for candidates that share the Christian worldview and commit to serve their constituents with that mindset. We communicate regularly with over 3,000 pastors and we do it all free of charge. Keep current on PJI's work on all the legal challenges we face on a daily basis by signing up for our Legal Insider email newsletter at pji.org. Now, back to the Dacus Report. Welcome back. Um, you know, the National Library Association is sort of that silent giant out there. Yeah. That uh, it sounds like, oh, it's credible, a National Library Association. What a, sure. what a wonderful organization, you'd think. But in reality, they've been doing a, and standing for a lot of evil things in our children's libraries. And it's sort of oftentimes gone unnoticed or uncontested. 
what's happening now that has the library, National Library Association uh, in retreat? Well, so first of all, our taxpayer dollars are the thing that support the Library Association. It, it's, there are a lot of uh, funds that go in publicly to support this organization. So that's the first thing. The other thing is uh, red state governors, uh, conservative governors, have realized that they can opt out of the foundation of this, of this national organization. And so they started saying, okay, if you're going to put books in the library to teach children about this, as Craig said earlier in the show, the DEA, the diversity, equity, inclusion philosophy, and, and talk about how you know, our nation's a racist nation that started in 1619. If you're going to indoctrinate our children through our libraries and you're going to take out all of the history books that actually tell how our nation started right. and you're going to just put your indoctrination in there, we're going to opt out. We'll do our own thing. We'll build our own libraries. And so really it's been a bold move by some of these red state governors to say, we're removing your funding. If you don't take some of these books out that are explicit toward children, they're children books with explicit transgender uh, mm. ideology in the books. And, and I mentioned other ones about you know, uh, CRT and, and some of the other books, but they're just like, Hey, we don't want this. Whatever happened to Johnny Appleseed and whatever happened to some of these other books that children used to read that were actually educational. They weren't, they didn't have a bent toward the religion of, you know, this woke movement. Right. So how's this happening? Are we, are we talking about just like individual libraries uh, that happen to be in red States that are doing it? Or are we talking about, State legislatures and governors playing a part in this too, or do you know? Yeah, it's just starting, but what, what the governors are doing is they're using their executive power in the state to, to put pressure on the libraries in their state to take mm -hmm. out some of these books. Okay. And, and so their, their point is we, we want you to make the books that are in our libraries, in our state, age appropriate. And I think everyone should support that. Yeah, I know Governor Abbott of Texas uh, recently uh, signed into law legislation uh, along those lines. Uh, and uh, that uh, you know, basically is there to protect the kids so that uh, they don't have materials that are not age appropriate and hence not harmful. Right. When, something, when you give something to someone who is not and it's not age appropriate, translation means it's, it's, it's harmful or likely to give them a warped perspective or something that they're not able to, to yes. digest and, and look at uh, pr properly or critically. So I think this is great. Yeah. Uh, we need to, to clean up our libraries. Uh, there, it, it is disgusting what they often promote. Uh, in the month of June, they go out of their way to pro pro promote LGBTQ. A lot of libraries uh, across the country have been caught having uh, these drag queen story hours. Uh, with, with little children, and at the same time, uh, keeping out those who want to have Bible story hour or right. something like that, being outright bigoted. And I know we had a case like that up in Spokane mm -hmm. where we just had a, there was a pastor who just wanted to observe. Yes. And, they, and the police officer saw him, he had a Bible. He says, oh, no, no, you're, you're not allowed in there. You can't observe. Other people can, but you can't. Because he was holding a Bible. Because he was holding a Bible. But he also had a press badge. But he says, oh, no, you're not allowed because you have a press badge, but you have a, you have a Bible. You're not allowed. Wow. And uh, we had to represent him and defend him. 
he was actually put in the the uh, the, the police car, and and brought down and booked like a criminal, because wow. he wanted to to be treated equally and fairly. Arrested. Arrested. Actually arrested. That's incredible. So, it's they're very vehement. They're radical. These libraries are doing uh, a lot of evil things, and it's such a shame because, you know, libraries uh, who are the, actually the, the you know, furthered so much by uh, some of the the, the rich. Uh, capitalists, if you will, in the late 1800s, um, they are, have actually been a, a wonderful benefit uh, to, to people who, uh, who uh, want to learn, they want education, sure. they want to expand their knowledge, uh, and yet they're being used for such darkness and evil now. Yeah. You know, I grew up growing, going to the library, and there weren't cell phones and YouTube and all of that, and so uh, if you wanted to watch a documentary or if, or if you wanted to you know, check out a, a, a book on something that you were interested in, you could. And my parents trusted that when they dropped me off at the library that I wasn't going to be, have full access to something that would sow seed thoughts in my heart and mind about what my gender is and what my country stands for and what my parent, whether my parents are, are good for me or not. And so here you have a nation that, that has a decision to make to say, are we going to go back to educating and building up our children like a lot of the other countries in the world are doing? Or are we going to, or are we going to be so filled with our hatred toward America and so filled with, with self-righteousness that we know what's best for your children? You don't. Yeah. Well, that as a parent, I'm like, no, no way. You, you shouldn't yeah. make those decisions for my children. Right. God has given me that divine, sacred privilege, and I want to steward it as a parent. Do you, do you know the position of the National Library Association? And this is going to be shocking to some people listening to this, this broadcast, I'm sure. Their position has been and is that there should be no limits on what any person sees in the library because of their age. So they don't, they don't think, well, just some things should be uh, available to you know, uh, to adults yeah, and adult content. And yeah. Yeah. No, no. They say anything in the library should be accessible by anyone, no matter what their age, yeah. including material that is outright pornographic. Some libraries will have pornographic material. Wow. And they think, yeah, let children look at that. Let children get confused. Let them be, be messed up. There is a, 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 a real medical mental harm that happens to young children. Yes. Who look at pornography? Uh, yes. Adults too, yeah. But in particular, for for young children, it can be catastrophic in their mental emotional development. Yeah, and that's not a religious claim, by the way. That is a biological, scientific claim. I mean, and, and by the way, if you're talking to a, a you know psychologist or or a psychiatrist who who is actually trying to help someone who has started early with pornography, they'll tell you that they they the social science is out on that. That, that pornography you know, hinders. But the other, here's the other thing. Books don't have to be pornographic to be harmful to children. I think sometimes these books that are so filled with perversion that even some of the, the books that you check out that are novels are sometimes you know, horrific in, in nature. Uh, you know, and, and even some of the books that are written about Harvey Milk uh, oh. have been incredibly twisted to make him out to be a hero when, to be honest with you, he was not a hero. And, and so, you know, we're really calling good evil and evil good, which is what the Bible says will happen. And, and so let's take the library back to the neutral place that says, 
hey, it has books on culture and it has books on history. And let's get back to the actual things that help build the heart and mind of our younger generation. Yeah. You know, we're also talking about children's books that are made and that are specifically produced for little, little children. Yep. With an to, agenda. With an agenda, the LGBTQ agenda. Yeah. And it is so sad. It's, yes. it's uh, so heartbreaking to see that material. Yeah. And it's being pushed and promoted by the National Library Association. So, folks, action item. Uh, when you go to your library, say, is this library a member of the National Library Association? Have you ever thought about not being a member of the National Library Association? And um, maybe get some information about you know, what, what the NLA, sta- what they stand for, and, and just say, uh, hey, I'd like to know what, uh, what books do you have available for children, I, and I want to see if this, this library is a safe library, or if you have inappropriate materials. I mean, just go ahead and ask them, and get that information, and then spread the word around people in the community. Hey, this library is, is not a safe library. It has materials that are clearly uh, potentially harmful and inappropriate for children, and they're a member of the uh, National Library Association. I mean, that's something that you can do nicely. You don't have to scream in their face. Right, right. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. Uh, yeah. just calmly, friendly, nicely, just be very matter-of-fact about it. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I'd like to see that happen more and more, and I'd like to see more and more states, like Texas, put their foot down on material that is not true and is harmful, yes. particularly to children. Yes, false and harmful. That, yeah. that, should, be a, that should be a line that, that shouldn't be crossed. Now, speaking of truth... yes. Oftentimes we see films go out, and if they're a really good film with lots of truth, not many people watch it right. sometimes. Yeah. Well, there's a film that came out that is loaded with truth about freedom, and it is doing gangbusters, or has done gangbusters at the, yes. at the, at the ballot box, so yeah. I mean, at the uh, uh, movie theaters. Yeah. Uh, what, what happened? So let me give, give your, uh, the viewers just a little bit of background because I think it'll be interesting. There was a film that was created a few years ago and bought inadvertently and unknowingly by Disney. Disney learned the content of the film about how it was against child trafficking and a, a, a pro-freedom, you know. So, so, so Disney said, this is great. I'm going to push it and promote it because this is, no, no. No, they found <laughs> out what was in the film and they sold it quickly to Angel Studios. Yeah, and I, I know why they did. Partly because they, they stand for evil. Yeah, so here, so, so here you have... Disney's terrible. Yeah, yeah so here you have this, this group, Angel Studios, that said, we'll run with it. And boy, did they ever. And they launched it on July 4th. And since July 4th, it has gone worldwide. It's in 20 different countries now. It's in hundreds of different theaters, but it has done $160 million at the box office. That is getting the attention of the elites. That's getting the attention of, of the movie industry to say there's a market for making films that matter, that actually teach the truth. And it's been amazing. Uh, but but I've, I've been encouraged to see people come out of that with a greater knowledge of, hey, there's some evil things happening at the border. There, there, it's, it's not all fun and games. Like th- there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of children that are being trafficked. And... And the left just wants the border to even be more open. Like, they're so pro-open mm. border. And, and, and yet, that portion of the argument is rarely talked about in mainstream media. So what you're saying is, if you're pro-open border, you're pro-human trafficking. You have to be. 
You have to. There, you, you can't there, separate you them. You can't separate those things. Okay. Also, profentanyl in, in thousands and thousands of people. Absolutely. Young people dying from, from drugs as yes. well. So, yeah, I, I've heard that uh, the border, the stats are terrible, that uh, the majority of the girls are sexually raped or molested. It's horrible. That are coming across the border. That's horrible. Yeah, and then the boys are also molested. It's, it, it's tragic. And then it doesn't stop there. This film talks about what happens next. Yes. And it's, it's a very dark, dirty picture in terms of what happens next. Yeah. Listen, mm. we have to be uh, a nation yeah. that protects our children. And yes, the unborn children, but also children that are coming into our nation this way. We need to protect them as well. We've got to stand uh, alone and cry aloud uh, against the satanic force that's ruining our nation. Right. Absolutely. Ruining our, our, our schools, our children. Yes. Uh, we see the intensity increasing in the hostility uh, manifest in so many different ways. Yes. In our society, you know, CRT, LGBTQ, yes. things that I never would have dreamed of. And yet, we have a powerful God, and our God is a strong God, folks, so don't be discouraged, but let's choose to be faithful. We would love the opportunity to continue to serve you. Just visit pji.org and click the Legal Insider button to sign up for our email newsletter. At PJI, we help individual employees, employers, business owners, pastors, students, citizens of every stripe through our practical resources, counsel, representation, and defense, all free of charge at pji.org. PJI is an island of stability and assurance in our ever-churning sea of legal and societal chaos. We are here for you. So folks, just remember, it's our God-given freedoms we're talking about. Now, let's choose to keep them. I'm Brad Dacus, president of the Pacific Justice Institute. Let's continue the fight for your freedoms.